You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Greetings and welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, and I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful city of Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 158. I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is fasting. If you've never fasted, my hope is that after uh, this episode, you will be encouraged to step into the discipline of fasting because it is a fantastic element of the Christian life if you embrace it. Hey, before we dive in, quick reminder to everyone to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. It's the only way to guarantee you never miss an episode. So if you're not subscribed, head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Click on any one of those subscription buttons, depending on what platform you're on or what device you're using. That'll take you over to whatever page uh, you know makes it easy for you to subscribe. Subscribing is great because as soon as an episode goes live, it gets delivered directly to your device. So head on over now and subscribe at theologyfortherestofus.com. And then of course, while you're on the site, you can check out everything else we've got to offer. There's some resources there, recommended books, blogs, podcasts, a variety of other things, our archives of all of our old shows with show notes and additional resources on every single topic that's covered and a variety of other things. So check that out. I hope that'll be a valuable resource to you. Again, theologyfortherestofus.com. All right, let's dive into the meat of the content for today's episode. We're going to be talking about fasting. Um, there's no doubt that many of you listening to this are probably familiar with the topic of fasting to, to some extent. Um, fasting is really simple. It's just eliminating something from your life for a period of time, right? People can fast all sorts of things. We're going to say that we're going to get rid of this thing for a period of time. You know, I'm not going to do this thing for this many days or this many weeks or this many months or whatever. I'm not going to indulge in this sort of thing for a period of time for a particular spiritual purpose. Uh, now, while you can fast many different types of things, uh, the thing that is most commonly fasted, or at least whenever you talk about fasting or we when we think about fasting, the thing that is most commonly thought about is fasting food. And that's perfectly acceptable. In fact, it's right and good because I think fasting from food should be something that Christians do on a regular basis. And I do think that in certain Christian circles, this is relatively popular. Um, but I think this is a Christian discipline that is often not stepped into or not uh, practiced by many Christians. And in my opinion, that is tragic. Fasting, uh, particularly fasting food, is a very, very powerful tool in the life of of the believer. Uh, and I want to make it clear, fasting is not required of Christians, right? When you look at the scripture, nothing requires Christians to fast. This is a non-required discipline. However, um, as you indulge in this, you know, you alter your diet or you eliminate certain foods or you eliminate all food or you eliminate, uh, you know, certain drinks or certain things you might typically, you know, be eating or drinking on a regular basis. It's like w w when you do this, it does something in your spiritual in kind of in your spirit man or in your spiritual health that is extremely powerful. I fast very regularly in my life. In fact, um, over the last few months, I've really been feeling a little bit 
you know, people sometimes say they feel spiritually dry. You know, I'm feeling, you know, that my intimacy and my vibrant, my, my love and the vibrancy of my relationship with the Lord isn't quite as vibrant as I want it to be. And my intimacy isn't quite where I want it to be. And often for me, whenever I find myself in those seasons, fasting ends up being a, a big Kickstarter for me. And so I've actually fasted just this week. I've fasted several times and I'm, I'm in, in a process of entering into a longer fast. And, and the reason I'm doing that and the reason I've done it many times in my life is because it really does bring me uh, back into focus. You know, you know, Jesus really challenged his disciples uh, to fast on a regular basis. Now he told them, when you fast, don't do it in a way that that's showing off, right? That the Pharisees would fast and they'd stand out in the street corner and say, oh, I'm so hungry because I'm fasting. Because they, they wanted to show people that they were spiritual and that they were really good at doing the spiritual things. And Jesus is like, dude, people are lauding you. People are praising you. That's your reward. Like anyone who looks at you, who thinks you're you're spiritual, that's the reward you're going to get in this in life. That's it. And Jesus is saying, listen, when you fast, don't do that. Like, don't make a big promo out of it. Don't make a big scene out of it. Don't go around telling people, oh, I'm so hungry. Look at me. Look what I'm doing for the Lord. Like, he's like, listen, that's stupid. Stop. Okay. That's side note. That's my paraphrase of the words of Jesus. Um, he's just saying, listen, um, if you fast, just, just, you know, do it. Don't, don't make a big production out of it. Like, don't feel the need to go, uh, you know, make a big scene because there's no purpose in that. There's no value in that. Fasting is between you and the Lord. Um, I believe that the that the physical body and our soul um, have a certain amount of strength to them, and they often pull us away from the things of God. Like our, our 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 physical desires and our soul desires and our our sinful nature and the distractions of this world that come at us over and over again. There there are so many things that just pull us away or are obstacles to to our intimacy with the Lord, and I think. I think anything you can do to weaken the flesh or anything you can do to not satisfy your physical body gives you the opportunity to kind of clear your head. It's kind of a reset button. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if your computer's having an issue, you just hit the restart button. Or if your car's having an issue, maybe you just turn it off and turn it on again. Like, it's kind of like that. I think for me, fasting has been this sort of, this this emotional reset. Um, I, I so often just want to satisfy myself. I want, I want to satisfy my cravings. I want what I want. And when I fast from food, it's this powerful discipline, this powerful exercise of me denying myself, me not satisfying what I crave, but looking to the Lord. You know, in the moments where I would have been at a meal eating, I spend that time in prayer. I spend that time thinking about the Lord, meditating on on His goodness and His incredible attributes. Anytime my stomach is hungry and those hunger pains hit me, it, I just stop and I remember that, that that food cannot satisfy, but only the Word of God can fully satisfy me. And it motivates me to think about God, to meditate about God, to remember my own inadequacy, my own uh, selfishness, my own limit limited nature. I think fasting food is a very powerful tool to really uh, kind of clear your mind, hit the reset button, uh, and to remind yourself that that food doesn't satisfy, but only living upon the word of God can ultimately 
satisfy. There's a variety of different ways to fast. I typically like to fast just water. And I typically do that for several days. I've done um, I've done two fasts of 30 days in my life. Listen, it's not that hard. Like you get past the first few days that you can you, you can do it. Um, I, I would encourage you if you're going to ever fast a long period of time, do some research. Just do some Google research. You don't want to fast for a long period of time and then break your fast with a big T-bone steak, right? You'll get sick. Don't do that. Um, there's a way to kind of transition and taper off as you head toward a fast. And there's a way to kind of ease your way back into eating um, when you're fasting. So th- those are the types of things. So um, uh, some people do a Daniel fast where they where they only eat, you know, um, you know, only eat certain vegetation or no choice foods. You can, I mean, you can just Google what is a, what is a Daniel fast. Some people do what's called the, uh, the John Wesley fast, um, which is basically only eating bread and drinking water. Um, some people do a fast, which is often referred to as the supernatural fast, which is the fast that, um, Moses did for, for 40 days with, with no food or water. That's obviously a, a fast that I would not necessarily recommend if you're, unless you're in really good health. Um, definitely consult a physician before you, you dive into that. Um, you can do a you can do a variety of different types of fasts. There are joint fasts where you know, an entire group of people fast together at one time. We see this in, in the we see this in uh, in the Old Testament quite a bit, where the where the Jewish leaders would come together and say, hey, "We're all going to fast for for this particular thing." Um, now, I don't think I don't think fasting makes prayer more effective in the sense that. God is impressed. I think some people look at fasting and say, well, I really want this, I really want God to answer this prayer. And so I'm going to fast in such a way that like, I'm going to sacrifice because it's the way to like get God to like, to get God to see how serious I am about this prayer. I think, I think that's a flawed way of viewing it. Fasting lead, ushers us into and leads us into a moment of deeper intimacy with the Lord, where our prayers become more vibrant, where they become more consistent, uh, where we become in tune with the Lord. We end up praying things that we maybe otherwise would not have prayed. And so when you couple prayer with fasting, there's no doubt that the prayers seemingly are more dynamic and they usher you into a deeper presence with the Lord. They seemingly are more effective. Like those are the things that seem to us from a human perspective, what's going on. But it's not because like I didn't eat and God's really impressed and God's like, well, I guess I'll answer your prayer because you really, you know, you really impressed me with how much you didn't eat this week. Like that's not at all how fasting works. Fasting is, is really all about, is really all about guiding us and ushering us into a place where we are less distracted, where we are less satisfied by physical things, and we are ushered into a moment where we are de- where we are more dependent on God. One of the most beautiful things about fasting for me has been when I get to the point after a couple days or an extended period of time of not eating, and I'm really, really hungry, and I'm just desperate for food, and I remember in that moment, I'm desperate for food right now, but oh God, would you transform my heart by your grace, by your supernatural power, that I would desperately desire you and your presence in my life more than I desire food in this moment. See, that's what we ought to be seeking for. I want God's wisdom and God's grace in my life greater than I want food in that moment. At least that, that's the cry of my heart. That's the prayer of my heart. And, and, and that prayer gets prayed with a whole lot more desperation and a whole lot more in tuneness. That's not a word, right? I just made that up. Um, it, it gets prayed in a way where you are much more in tune with the Holy Spirit in that moment um, when you're actually physically hungry. Um, it's not that you can't pray those prayers when your when your belly is full, but but there's something about praying prayers when you're hungry that that leads you to this sense of desperate, reckless dependence on God. You're seeking to depend on Him. You're seeking to consult with Him, and it ushers you into an intimacy that otherwise 
otherwise seemingly would not have been there. Not because God is not capable of being intimate with you when you're eating food, but it's because we are so sinful and we so allow things to we so allow things to distract us that I think I think we we can use things like fasting to really draw us into into a place of of deeper, richer desperation upon God. Now listen, we gotta be cautious that we don't fasting doesn't become a legalistic thing where we're not, you know, I have to fast or I have to do this thing. Just be cautious that you're not doing it out of rote tradition or because you feel obligated to or because you're trying to impress God. Like you fast because you you find yourself in a position not feeling desperate for God. And when you fast and you and you add prayer, it leads you to the place where you're more desperate for God. So I highly encourage you, if you're a Christian that's never fasted in your entire life, I encourage you, check it out. Um, you know, maybe go fast a day, fast a meal. Maybe you fast meat. Maybe you fast a particular thing. Like just really consider, just do a Google search on the different types of fasts that are out there. Do a little bit of research and, and just give it a shot um, and really, really see what, you know, how the, or, or what it happens in your life and the difference it ends up making. Now, there's a great, great book I want to recommend uh, called a Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough by Elmer Towns. He is a longtime uh, Bible and theology professor at Liberty University, and prolific author, has written a bunch of stuff. Um, really had written, wrote a great book many years ago that I read as a high school student back in the back in the 90s. And it really changed my perspective in a lot of ways on prayer and fasting. And, and really for the last uh, almost 20 years, you know, 18, 19 years of my life, fasting has been a regular part of of my spiritual life and really, uh, really in a lot of ways has really kept me focused on God. His great, I've sensed his grace in my life in deeper ways um, when I'm fasting. And so I want to highly encourage you, if you want to do some research, check out that book, uh, Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough by Elmer Towns. And also just do some quick, you know, Google searches on fasting. I want to highly encourage you, if you've never done it, step into the discipline of fasting. It is a very profound discipline that will certainly enhance your intimacy with the Lord. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been challenging and insightful. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address, shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I love to tweet. I'm sort of a tweetaholic. I'd love to connect with you there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.